Boom. What's going on, guys? It's uh, Connor Wade, all Canadian, back again for another week. Connor, I don't think I've seen him wear as many Detroit Lions gear this week as uh, possible because his boy Matthew Stafford escaped the dungeon and is now winning playoff games. I am all about the city of Detroit. Detroit versus everybody here. Let's go. Matthew Stafford versus the GOAT, Tom Brady, and he comes out on top. Are you kidding me? Let's put some damn respect on Matthew Stafford's name here. Let's put some damn respect on the fact that they fumbled the ball four times and almost <laughs> blew a 24-point lead in the second half. Uh, hey, don't call no, it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, Antoine Winfield was peaking the entire time. Zero coverage. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. DBs. I played DB, then linebacker, so we know. Uh, you're You're in zero coverage. And from the snap of the ball, you are peeking in the backfield while trying to cover triple crown receiver Cooper Cup. And for those that are unaware of what zero coverage means, the zero stands for your help. You have no help. help. Zero (laughs) help. Nobody is over top of you. There's no reason to be peeking in the backfield. The only assignment that you have is the man in front of you. Nobody's behind you. Nobody's behind the receiver that you're supposed to be covering. It's you and him. And you're what peeking you from doing? the snap. I saw I saw the replay of him peeking. I'm like, no. Yeah, that makes sense. That and it's makes like, sense. And Aaron's after the game was like, oh, we didn't get the call for the zero and or for the all out. And then yesterday was like, apparently we did get the call. They just beat the coverage. And it's like, yeah, they beat it because Winfield is peeking. As soon as Stafford sees him peeking, he's like, oh, I can just lob this up. Cooper just has to get like a step more and he's gone. The guy with one of the strongest arms in the league doesn't have the ability to throw it all the way down the field to a wide open wide receiver. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But no, Antoine Winfield Jr. is better than that too. I was not expecting that. No, I think there was like a stat that I saw prior to the game. He's like the only safety to not give up a thousand yards. Uh, like he's or, a good or a hundred yard receiver. Player. Yeah, he's he's a good player. It was like a bad mistake. Seven hundred snaps since his last like play of thirty plus yards that he's given up and game winner. Man, like, <laughs> he's a he's a damn good safety. It's just I don't know. You make you make a I don't even want to say a rookie mistake. That's like a Pop Warner mistake. Like and then uh, we got the nightcap. What a great game day of football Sunday was because we had oh. Bills Chiefs and overtime rules or not. 13 seconds left and you can't stop a team in my mind if you give up points on that you do not deserve to win a football game you have 13 seconds and they have to drive 60 freaking yards and you're like "Mm, two plays yeah sure two plays like no that doesn't fucking happen oh god but then people just complain about the overtime and like i know you were saying like the rules do suck but to be fair, I'm, I'm with you they, on like I'm with you on this don't whole need thing to extend it because if Josh Allen gets a turn to touchdown and match, then the game just goes on and on and on and it doesn't end. And it's professional. Like these guys have played 60 minutes. If a team has blown it to the point that Buffalo did, or if like Kansas City had lost that game because they gave up how many points in the last two minutes of the game. They didn't deserve it either, but they kept going stride for stride and Buffalo kept messing up on defense. Like both these defenses just didn't want to win the game. No, both offenses really did though. 
Both yeah. offenses wanted to be. <laughs> Defenses did not. I'm with you on this whole thing of like but 13 seconds. Like you had the yeah. lead with 13 seconds. That it like in terms of being a player, like you have 13 seconds, you're like, we've got this. Yeah. Even on the defensive side, you're like that we need one stop. One stop. Just one. One effing stop. And we right. can't get one. I I I would personally on the defense side be like we didn't deserve to win. If we give up points with 13 seconds left and they just get the ball in their own end, like I you don't deserve to win. No, I, I agree with you in, in that sense, in the sense that like the Bills, the Bills D played so poorly in that last eight minutes of football. I mean, they weren't playing great all game, but that those last eight minutes, especially those last 13 seconds, uh, probably the worst defense they've played all season. I agree with you that they didn't deserve to win the game in that sense, but like the overtime rules, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't want that game to end. I don't, I don't know. I, I still, I want to see them go to the college style or the CFL style overtime rules. Um, I heard somebody, somebody on Twitter saying like, Oh, oversight overtime rules aside, this can all be avoided by a better kickoff. Like they were trying to play, say, yeah, kick it deep, but pin it at the one. And I'm sitting there going like, do you know how hard that is to do? Yeah. Like, like you need to, you need to they, dribble like, the ball. Like you literally just have to hit a line drive squib down the center of the field while not hitting two to, to return then it's it's ridiculously like, impossible so if you put the, if you squib the ball if you put the ball on the ground then you're still giving Patrick Holmes good field position and you take off what maybe four or five seconds three, of time yeah maybe three at, three four at, seconds I would say three three is probably like what they would take off for four but to most to but the to, coaching staff's credit with 13 seconds deep, left and kicking it deep was the right top call. five defense you don't think you need to do anything special. You have 13. Buffalo's got to be aware. Buffalo's got to be aware of where the sticks are, where that field goal line is and who the hell the quarterback they're playing right now is and not, and it wasn't even necessarily Patrick Mahomes. But because it was the coverage making a freaking off. Okay. The first play, the first play of Tyreek Hill, that's complete Andy Reid, Eric bien That is on them because they knew they were going to get a deep secondary. So they take their fastest guy, give him four lead blockers. And yeah, just okay, go. run them on a long screen across. The we field. can use a timeout as soon as you get it. Yeah. Second play was just Travis Kelsey. Did you see what happened? Like they said, like in the huddle, he's like, I'm not running this road, Pat. I'm running to the open area. And then yeah. as Patrick Mahomes is doing this cadence, he's like, do it, do it, do it. And then Kelsey just bends the corner out, pops inside on the double team, gets the yardage. Like, but my 13 thing seconds is like, left. My thing on that play is like, did you see? I believe it was a linebacker. But did you see the linebacker just get his feet caught and watch the play happen? Yeah. Like, he literally could not make up his mind which player he wanted to cover. Obviously, in my opinion, yeah, he's he's a little bit further away from Travis Kelsey. But if he gets even – if he even starts making the break to but get Mahomes, over that way – But Mahomes literally caught he, the he snap and, and looked at Kelsey. So, if you're the linebacker, you're seeing that. You're like – It's Travis Kelsey. Kelsey had Ball's to get probably... downfield a little bit. The line, I'm saying if the linebacker – recognizes that and gets his feet out of the dirt and even just like shows the effort that he's going to start breaking that way. Maybe you force Mahomes to kind of hitch or hitch or tear the throw or, or you know what or, I mean? Yeah. Like the linebacker stood there, did absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, no, duh. Travis Kelsey is going to get wide open when you leave the entire middle of the field open and you leave Travis Kelsey in single coverage. But I digress. I wanted that game to never end. I'm happy. I'm so happy with the, divisional round playoffs we got this year man because those were just electric top to bottom and congratulations uh, to matthew stafford in other news though 
without getting too much copyright infringement, we're just going to play that quick little bit. But it is, I want a Rourke now because Michael Riley has announced his retirement from the BC lineman, Lions. Uh, what a great career. Two-time Great Cup champion, four-time MOP, changed the CFL landscape. Like this guy was the one that got Adam Big Hill in the league. Uh, he's thrown to countless big name receivers and probably made some of those guys bigger names than they would have been. Uh, but he's walking out on his terms. And for the BC Lions, they're planning to bring up a veteran QB with some CFL experience, but it is go time for Kid Canada, Nathan Rourke. Oh, Kid Canada. Wow. I like that way too much. I we like say that Kid Canada, but much. he's like our age. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. I like that a lot. We're going to have to come up with something. I don't know. Are we going to be able to roll with Kid Canada? Because I, I, for one, personally love that. Put that on a t-shirt. Give it to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, this is huge. A Canadian starting QB that they franchise is just giving you the reins. We've been, we've been saying this. I mean... We've, yeah, we've been we've been saying this since the thought of Nathan Rourke being a starting quarterback in the league crossed our mind when we realized he was coming out of Ohio two draft seasons ago. Uh, that, that started coming a little bit more to fruition last year when, you know, we actually saw him starting. But now it is very likely that we see a starting quarterback, a starting Canadian quarterback in the CFL. And we have been shouting from the hilltops that this is one of the keys to engagement in the league. You need faces at the most important position. You need Canadian faces at the most important position in this game, the most visible position in this game. I think that if Nathan Rourke, I don't even think Nathan Rourke needs to come out and necessarily be like rookie of the year type player. Yeah, I'm not not saying he needs to come out and be the best quarterback in the league right now, but if he comes out and he is serviceable, for his first two, three years, shows that he can make the growth and get better every season. And then by his fourth year, he's a stud. Like, this this is what we need for Canadian football right now in terms of bringing in younger fans, getting people engaged. Like, to have the prospect of a, a near superstar at the quarterback position and somebody that's going to play it for a long time, like, I, I cannot overstate how excited I am for this. No, it would also help getting Canadian QBs from Canadian schools. Uh, we've got a guy, Trey Ford, going to the draft this year. Then if he does not go to the NFL, he needs to be that next trailblazer right behind Nathan Rourke. Get these guys in the league together. At the same time, moving along the sticks for Canadian players. Um, you want to grow the game, grow it at the grassroots level by putting these guys in the forefront of your franchises. Um, yeah. To stay, to stay on Trey Ford here, I mean, like, I know we are going to talk about Riley and, and Rourke and, and that, but to stay on Trey Ford here, to your point, I mean, we saw the film of him making the right reads and burning the edges and making the right throws when he was at the CGS All-Star game. I mean, that dude looked good against some of – that dude looked good against some very good talent south of the border. And, I mean, yeah, we've, we've been saying or we've been kind of hypothesizing about the fact that he could come in and be a wide receiver and maybe like do the whole Brad Sinopoli thing, but you're right. Like why not just let this guy play quarterback because he is very capable of it. The more we watch him, the more that we see from him, he has the skill set and some of the intangibles that 
I think given the right opportunity and put in the right circumstance could make him a successful CFL quarterback. Like this guy is blazing fast and does his arm need some work to get outside the numbers? Maybe, but that's a very coachable thing. And this guy, I don't know if you watch his off season tape, he is willing to put in some work and he gets stronger every single year. 55 inch box jump. Are you joking? That's a quarterback. Yeah, he uh, he's gonna he's gonna be successful for a long time. The professional ranks, whether it's north or south of the border, um, but someone that's been uh, really damn successful north of the border uh, has announced his retirement. Pat Sheehan, the longtime Queens Gales head coach, uh, three-time Vanier Cup winner. I'm pretty sure he is the only coach to win one coming from three different conferences: McGill in the '80s, Queens in '09, and Calgary just a couple seasons removed. Um, but that means Jabari Arthur gets to take over as the new OC. And from what we've heard from guys that we know in the program, he is loved by these players. And I think that this is going to be a huge step. Former CFL guy going to keep the pro style of offense alive. And for their young quarterback that's going to take over now that Josiah and Sanaga are both gone, this is going to be a huge growing opportunity. Uh, the Philpots will most likely not be a part of that because let's face it, they're gone. Um, but they get to build from scratch with this young offense. Uh, and it'll be something to watch for sure. But uh, the story here to me is coach Sheehan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do want to say just off the top though, that, that Wayne Harris knows how to put together elite coaching staffs, elite coaching staffs. When you look at the the history of, you know, Dino's offensive coordinators or coaches, defensive coordinators, special teams, whatever, uh, under Wayne Harris, he just knows how to build out a coaching roster. But yeah, Pat, Pat Sheen announcing his retirement. I mean, what do we say about this guy? What, what can we say about this guy that hasn't been said? I mean, uh, from his time at Queens now to winning Vanier's with the Calgary Dinos. Read the quote. Um, okay. You've done your thing. Yeah. Uh, where... Oh yeah. Okay. From his now to his time, you know, winning Vanier's with the dinos, but he had a pretty, he had a pretty great quote and he said his reasons for leaving are deeply personal. His family, his family needs him closer to home and that he's committed and that he is a committed family guy who is mitigating our current public health oh, circumstances. He is a, He's a committed family guy that is mitigating the current public health circumstances from a distance. And he believes it's time to go home. So, I mean, can't fault a family man, cannot fault a family man. He wants okay, to go okay. home. But going home, there's two, that, that there is two things in there. Football. There is two things in there, Connor. It's my family needs me closer to home. It's time to go home. Do you know where Pat Sheen grew up? Ottawa. No, he grew up in Brockville. He is a Brockville Collegiate Institute graduate. No way, really? And then he spent all that time in Kingston raising right. his family when his, he was at Queens. Recruiting so, all of us for him, young grenadiers. Home for him is Eastern Ontario. Am I not mistaken in that there is a head coaching vacancy in one of the three Eastern Ontario universities? Uh, I believe the Carlton Ravens have a vacancy. Yes. Huh. Huh. Imagine that. Huh. So while this says retirement and everyone is giving him his well-deserved flowers, I think this is a, I want to say like a Rob Gronkowski retirement. Maybe we'll say Brett Favre retirement where he just wants to kind of move to a new situation, but he needs, I understand 
like being closer to home and closer to family, absolutely understand. But to me, I don't think he's done coaching football. Carlton Ravens, get on the damn phone. Look at what he did in one year. I know that they had a similar offensive scheme because his son was the coach there prior, but he came in a veteran QB with a high IQ and a cannon arm in Adam Sinagra. Check, you have Taron DeYoung coming back for one more year. Is you he allowed to a, come back for another year? Yes. No way. That's incredible. You have a large offensive line at Calgary. Check in the Carlton Ravens. You have a team that has shown a the ability to run the damn ball in Calgary. Check Carlton Ravens. Explosive running backs. Josh Ferguson. Have you seen this guy when he hits the second level? Check. You've got that. Young playmakers on the outside. Ferdinand showed burst. He had a lot of drops this year playing with Lafave and Van Kaufman. But when Tanner Young comes back, it's going to be a different ball game for those guys. And they have all offseason to work. Check. Carlton Ravens. While they do not have the secondary that obviously the Calgary Dinos had in Nick Stats, Trey Sean, Dean, you know, they just had the big names. They have a very solid front seven with explosive linebackers that can cover up a lot of mistakes. If you wanted to play a softer shell of a defense, they can still play that high run game. And they have playoff experience. And Carlton is a very good recruiting school. Check boxes all the way down the line to Pat Sheen being the perfect fit for the Carlton Ravens. If he wants to still coach, this makes too much sense. Tell me I'm wrong. I, Be I the can't. devil's advocate. I can't. It just makes too much sense. I think the only thing that I can really say is, hey, Carlton, give the man a bit of space. And maybe in a couple of weeks, pick the phone up, give him a call, feel him out, test the waters. I mean, you really, I think the way to approach is if you're Carlton, just be like, hey man, job's yours if you want it, just letting you know. So give us a I, call. I think you could give him a week. I wouldn't even say a couple of weeks. Like next week, just kind of reach out and say, hey, as you know, we have a head coaching vacancy. If you would like to take the job, it is yeah. yours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, obviously we're not he knows in, the area well for recruiting too like he does. that's not like he spent so much time in this region he knows the local guy he could like kingston is kingston is an of, hour and a half down the road from ottawa plus there's a ton of ottawa talent that wants to stay home so like we've seen with phil and hano i loki like these guys want to stay home when they get the chance like nick renault uh i believe he's going to be back for another year as well so um there's an explosive target for tanner that he'll get back unfortunately he missed this last year with injury but um, like this team, like I picked them last year as the Yates Cup winner because of the East West division and how I thought their veteran players would be able to come out. Unfortunately, with injuries, that their season didn't quite go that way. But I think that the idea is most of these guys are coming back for another gear and another year where they are going to hopefully reach another gear. I, I just believe that Sheehan's the coach that can push this team through. He's a championship coach through and through, and that's what they need. Yeah, and he, he's proven that, right? Like, he's he's proven he can win. He's proven he can win in different conferences. So I think that if Carlton wants to make this happen, if Coach Sheehan is kind of Gronk retiring, like you're saying, like, I, I think this only makes too much sense. 
Now, obviously, we are not in the AD room. We are not in the athletic department of the University of Carleton, or sorry, Carleton University here. Yeah, but, we have no idea who they're uh, even... <laughs> we, we have no idea who they're thinking. I have no idea who they're looking at. Obviously, this is all hypothetical, and we would... Um, I mean, as painful as it would be to see Sheehan go don the, the black and red, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it, he's it already make... worn red his entire career, Connor. This is yeah, not, but a... not, not those colors, not that black and red, not that black and red from across the canal. Are you kidding me? That that's let's... a little bit of an extra sting to it. Um, let's face it. He had McGill's red. He had Queens's red with the tricolor. He's had Calgary's red. <laughs> I already, I always knew that uh, this day was coming. That's why I said no to Sheen in the beginning. <laughs> you knew he had Carlton in him. I possibly, did. Possibly. I did. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I could feel it. Oh, but yeah, no, I, I, I personally think this is a great fit. I don't know who they're bringing in, who the other candidates are. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I'm wrong. And if they have someone else on roster or that they're bringing in who can rival his plan or if he even wants to coach, but uh, that would be the first phone call I'd make. All right. Absolute wild theory here. Hot take. They bring back cool breeze, Jamie Barisi to coach the Carlton Ravens. No. In 2022. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be <laughs> the Panda game would have a whole new level of intensity. <laughs> Could you imagine? Traitor, that'd be the first thing said on the oh field. My <laughs> but no, uh, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, as always, go check out our last episode with Deontay Knight. It was a pleasure to get to know him. What a great guy. Uh, all the best to him as he's gearing up now to fly down to the Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas, baby. The greatest casino venue ever. Uh, but as for Connor and I, if you want to head over to fox40shop.com and the code CFP15, get the 15% off discount from anything that the worldwide leaders in whistle tech have to offer. Coaching boards, merch, whistles, as always, uh, Sonic Blast, CMG. You know, there's a ton there. Uh, if you want to head over there, fox40shop.com, enter the code CFP15. Uh, for Connor and I, at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank. At Bo the Basset Hound. Oh, that's Murphy. At Bowen Murphy. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, at CF Perspective. But uh, yeah, take care for the week. The more I see, the less I'm willing to believe. It's too hard in here.